Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We're six days away from SummerSlam and all hell has broken loose. We got new women's tag team champions. Samoa Joe is wearing dad jeans. The Street Profits are taking milk shots. And I forgot Monday Night Raw actually has a theme song. AfterBuzz TV, let's go! You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz we should really just stop playing that first song. We're contractually <laughs> obligated to play the song, TK. <laughs> How's everyone doing there in the land? My name is Hobo Voice. I'm so glad to have you in the live in my second screen. This is the Monday Night Raw After Show. Before we get into everything, because we're six days away from Summer Slam, Matt Lynch, the sounds are in the booth. Let's introduce the panel. On my far, far left, this guy is my favorite guy who is a late period WCW historian. There's only two in the world. He's number one of them. Give it up for Jack Farmer. Hey, hey, I'm so glad to be back. You know, I try to take advantage of every opportunity I get to be on the show, so super pumped to be here. You have a hashtag, bring Jack back, right? Hashtag bring back Jack. Bring back so, Jack. Uh, if, you're, uh, if you enjoy having me on the show, make sure to hit up those comments and uh, in the chat, hashtag bring back Jack. Putting yourself over. Uh, to his right, even though SummerSlam is going to be in Toronto, this individual's from Toronto. Uh, Give it up for TK Trinidad. I'm so sad right now. Why are you so sad, TK? Because I should be in Barbados, one, and I should also be in Toronto. Happy Kadumet Day for those you celebrate. Who day? Kadumet Day. We don't call oh, we it Kadumet Day. Well, crop yeah. over is the season, but the actual the first Monday is called Kadumet Day. Oh, well, they're celebrating crop over right now, but that's a whole nother. Kadumet Day is a part of crop over. Oh, okay. You, you're not even okay. So, uh, Evan T. Mac is on assignment. <laughs> yes. Uh, shout out to Evan T. Mac. And uh, we've been in the song about to announce a little bit. I have a little uh, special announcement. Uh, so, one of our favorite contributors here in the show, uh, hashtag Heal Jim. Jim Alexander is not here this evening. Uh, he is actually in Chicago dealing with a medical issue. Uh, he will be out indefinitely. But thoughts and prayers are with him. Uh, when I first met Jim, I told you I hated the guy, but I've learned to realize he's one of the most honest and refreshing people I've ever met in my life, which is invaluable in this city. So, I want to say, uh, get well soon, my man, Jim. <laughs> All right. What was that like? Look like you uh, like because you said you wanted to see something. Yeah, I knew okay. what to say, but just how you did it was funny. But it's not funny. It's not funny that <laughs> now I'm laughing. But um, definitely, it's that sentiments. I feel the same way. I, I met Jim, and he was one of those people who just bum rushed his personality on you. But um, <laughs> he's been an amazing, amazing asset to the show. I think he's one of the reasons why the ratings for the show went um, through the roof. Actually, when if you guys know or follow the show. Um, I entered the show maybe a year and some change, and obviously we've had a lot of changes um, since I've been on the show, and from the end of the year to this point, um, the numbers have been um, extremely high. So for those folks who hate him or love him, um, I I think he's one of the reasons why you guys keep on watching, and um, definitely hope that he gets better and speedy recovery. I know he's going to be watching, I know he's going to be sending some messages, and um, don't let his sickness fool you. He will tell like it is on social media, so definitely hit him up. (laughs) Bother him. Uh, Again, in his honor, I think we should play this theme. Oh, God. 
This song still sucks, Josh the Booth. <laughs> Listen, you gotta pay respect to Jim. Come on. <laughs> my God. At least to his boy, just once. Uh, my boy, Baron Corbin. Uh, six days away from SummerSlam, Monday Raw. Uh, a lot of things were happening, but first things first, Goldberg is going to the biggest party of the summer. Jack, WCW, what's going on? Man, I cannot ever get enough of Goldberg. I'm glad he's back. I, I... <laughs> it's, no one it's, like a, it's like a soap opera where like nobody ever dies or retires or gets like they get old, but it's just like not in a good way. Right. Uh, you know, in, in all fairness, I never actually watched the Saudi Arabia match, and oh, it, good call. my my uh, my opinion might be different. I'm a, I'm a fan of him. I I mean. I honestly, I'd rather see Goldberg Ziggler than Miz and Ziggler. Fair. I was uh, doing my notes and I was like, man, Ziggler versus the Miz. Like the the win loss records of both these guys would not be impressive at all. Yeah. Uh, TK, can Goldberg recover from his last match in Saudi Arabia? I mean, I, that was pretty awful. Yeah, I think we have to look at the numbers too. I agree. It's like who, how many people did watch Saudi Arabia? Like even I think I think it was a split though because even like say if we take out the casual fans and all of a sudden people who have the network, mm-hmm. um, there's still a split and a divide because you watched it because you had to cover it. Uh, no, I just did it for fun. Oh, it so was Friday afternoon. I know it was better to do. One of those people. Um, but then wow. there's there like, TK. There's, <laughs> there's there's people who felt really strongly like it shouldn't be in Saudi Arabia for a lot of right. married reasons, and they chose to almost mini boycott that particular thing. So you have. Um, individuals who people watched it, WWE fans, but some people didn't watch it, some people did. Yeah. So I don't think it really matters either way. Almost a lot of the Saudi Arabia stuff, it just seems like it's the one-off that you just don't talk mm-hmm. about. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's it kind of a lose-lose. If the match is great, it's kind of like, ah, it's Saudi. But if the match is terrible, it's, you should retire. It's over for you. You know, Taker had to do the same situation. I didn't hear that, though. Oh, I remember Goldberg? Well, yeah. Well, I think with the, with, with the difference with Ziggler, Ziggler, like, I'm a big Ziggler fan, sure. but he will never be any more or less over than he is right now. Fair. He could win Absolutely. 10 matches in a row, he'd still be the same guy. He could lose the next 10, he'll still be the same guy, but... I think Ziggler can really make Goldberg look good on at SummerSlam. I think it'll be one of the best spears we've seen in a long time mm-hmm. when Ziggler eats a spear. And then he'll have some credibility back. And ideally, I would love to see then Goldberg put over a bigger star like a McIntyre at another pay-per-view. Okay, but if that would have been a good that. match, though. Is, who's McIntyre going up against? Uh, I don't think he's actually on the on... Cedric Alexander. No, yeah, oh is that, yeah as the right juggernaut now. Cedric. <laughs> that, that, that why not Goldberg and and um, oh my gosh, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, there's no reason for it, but it can be a good match. For that, sure. Well, they could have built up to that. They I would have, rather yeah. see that than than but Ziggler. I think, I think if they did it now, we'd be like, yeah, Goldberg just lost. He's going to lose again. You're not. It doesn't. It wouldn't feel as good, I think, as as cheap of a win over Ziggler is. It still like kind of goes. Oh, okay, he won a match again. Now there's a little bit more value. Well, do we think? So you're thinking that Ziggler is going to lose? Z- Ziggler has no chance yeah. of winning this match. If Ziggler wins, I'd be like, wow, they must have really decided we should give this guy a shot. You know? They, yeah. Then Goldberg's match must have been really bad inside <laughs> the ring. Yeah. It wasn't good. It was not good at all. Well, yeah, I don't know. It it just it it's really. We're bring. I understand why we're bringing back. Well, I understand why they bring back certain names for Saudi Arabia. Right. But for mm-hmm. something else like SummerSlam, people who come out of SummerSlam. I think I told you this. I can't remember if it was on air or off air. But like when I went to the one in Brooklyn, it was totally different. I have fr- I have family that lives in New York, and I brought them to one of the shows, and they were just like, "This is a whole another city." You saw people with their belts on. And also, it's like a whole another uh, another thing. So I feel like. 
why are we bringing back Goldberg, who's great, but mm-hmm. you have a whole bunch of people in the locker room that I think WWE fans would appreciate seeing as well? Absolutely. I feel like there was a, a period of time, maybe between 09 and like 13, where it, wrestling was in a bit of a down period. And mm-hmm. now when it's getting popular again, people are asking about these guys from this, this time period. Like, hey, I'm going to Saudi Arabia. You got that Goldberg guy? And oh, yeah. Saudi guy Arabia is different from SummerSlam. Oh, for sure. For sure. So for sure. Saudi Arabia, I think the, the deal is Saudi Arabia calls, the sh- from what I've heard through, like, you know, the rumblings, Saudi Arabia is calling the shots, meaning that they're asking for certain people. Yeah. And because they're paying so much money over extended period of time, I think it's either seven, nine years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Bosa, let me know in the chat. They have a little bit more um, leeway as far as what who can come and who doesn't come, all that all that stuff. Yeah. Whereas SummerSlam is legitimate SummerSlam, and they can build up to certain matches. They can use people in the locker room, and it's like I understand why because he's sentimental. To some folks, but they have a whole bunch of people in the locker room that they could use as well. I think WWE's finding itself in a real catch twenty two when it comes to talent because. The reason they're bringing guys like Goldberg back is because they don't have enough big stars that can sell a show. But one of the reasons Why do they I don't feel like have this is Jim in the room. <laughs> 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 that was exactly what Jim said literally like three months ago. But wait, but, but it's, I'm but, sorry. But the catch twenty two is they're not able to get these guys over because they keep letting guys like Goldberg beat them. Hmm. And so it, you can't. It's it's hard to build up those guys to a, a Goldberg level right. when every few months they're jobbing out to guys like Goldberg. That's, I mean, true. If he's a ceiling, uh, even at his advanced so, age, uh, that's always the problem. Yeah, but they're not always... Well, this this is my thing. You have enough time to build a, a superstar. I mean, and you have enough time to figure out who within that roster could be the superstar. If you give them time, either mic time or whatever, and then storylines to showcase in front of the audience. But if you're not doing that, and then all of a sudden we have a pay-per-view, then of course we're not going to want to see that person because we haven't seen them. We've seen them do, what, like, look at Cedric Alexander. We've seen him do one or two things, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, this is yeah. what oh. you're throwing together. Oh, I, want, I 100% get that, but I do think they're in a what-do-we-do-right-now-today mode. And so, I, as a fan, I would I love the idea of building up a Cedric Alexander, for instance. I love Cedric Alexander. I he was too. one of the people... I, don't, I haven't watched a lot of 205, but when I was, he was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when we look... I think what the WWE is looking at is, what do we need to do today to sell a ticket? Because, granted, you could get Cedric Alexander over, but it will take you time. And I think we they don't think in terms of time they think of we need to sell out our show today right per and, quarter per month and that's you you're not going to sell out a show with cedric alexander and again that's the catch 22 is you can't sell out a show with cedric alexander but he'll never sell out a show if you never present him as exactly. the guy selling out the show but you know right. the timeline with everything um somebody um haywood wong said SummerSlam is the mania for hardcore fans which i like i loved i love SummerSlam. Um, I love going to SummerSlam. I'm really upset that I'm not going this year. But anyways, um, after WrestleMania, to me, that's the build-up to SummerSlam. Like, of course, we have Mm -hmm. little pay-per-views here and there. But Mm -hmm. SummerSlam is the thing. So I feel like you have time... Like, you know, after after WrestleMania, it's kind of like this lull because everybody's tired. They did WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot. You have... Three, four weeks to kind of figure out a storyline to build up to, to SummerSlam. And it's like, they just don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later in our SummerSlam predictions, but they kind of like shot themselves in the foot by moving money, money in the bank up so early and having extreme rules be so watered down, in my opinion, that, that SummerSlam now just feels like a, okay, it's cool review in the, in the August month as if we're being the extravaganza it should be. Uh, but moving on, we have new women's tag team champions, 
Explain this one. Uh, so the Iconics were the first ones to be eliminated in a four-way against the Kyrie Sane and Oscar group. I'm not saying their other name. Uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, Fire and Desire. And, um, Fire and Nick- Desire. You want to say Fire and Desire? I feel oh vaguely God. uncomfortable seeing Oscar's and Kyrie Sane's name, though. It feels weird for me to be like, the blank warriors. I just... I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to sell there. Uh, they're oh, Japanese, yeah. by the way. And uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. So, uh, the Iconics, what happens now with that division? I think I think this was kind of a hard reset for them with that, with that match. Because I, I, I'm a fan of the Iconics, but clearly they've been off TV for so long and irrelevant for so long. You can't, you, you can't just suddenly say, okay, now they're defending the titles every week. Um, without basically starting over anyway. So I think they wanted to say, look, we've got um, Bliss and Cross. They're on TV. They're doing stuff. Mm -hmm. Now we can have them do this. And there's a reason for them to be on TV, having matches, doing things where... And they can wrestle. And they can wrestle, exactly. Yeah. That was that was the main thing. I think with the Iconics, they are great on the mic, but their wrestling skills were just... They're just not up to par compared to everybody else. Mm. And of course you can work towards it and give it that opportunity but it's just like it's like giving a five-year-old a belt and then you put them in the ring with you know a giant. It's like... Right. I, I See, I agree with you TK. I just found it weird that when they were doing that mini feud with Asuka and Kyrie saying they were trying to slip out and, and not have a match with them and then bam, they're just in a four-way and they're okay with that. There was like no like heel like resistance or trying to get away from the match. It was just... To me, it was kind of like you were saying a hard reset. It just seems like whatever, non-canon. Yeah. We're starting over. They wanted something's going to happen during SummerSlam. Are they going to get the belts back? I don't think they're going to get the belts back. Something, something's going to, something's going to happen. I just don't know what it is. Do you think that uh, the team of uh, Alexa Bliss and Nick Cross are going to have that belts for a long time? Then, well, we all know that Nikki's great. Uh, not Nikki. Alexa Bliss is great on the mic. Sure, I'll give you that. So um, she can create storylines just by being like the Iconics are great on the mic, but Alexa Bliss can create storylines and you know put up a good fight. I, I love that team. I think they're fun. They're they're interesting. I think there's a part of me that's always waiting for one of them to turn on the other one without being super obvious about it all the time. Right. Uh, they're different. They're I think they just, they're fun to watch. They're entertaining to me. I think. That, that makes them a good team. I hope they hold on to them for a while. I think that division needs a team to hold on to it for a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, I think some of the other teams probably would have been a better choice for like a dominant team, but right. um, but they're interesting. I, I mean, I'm never bored when they're on TV. Well, that's a, a thing, too. It's like we still have a lot of women in the locker room that we don't see on a regular basis. And um, with Alexis and Alexa and Nikki... They seem like an okay fit, but it doesn't make sense. Right. Like, if we look at some teams of old, some tag teams of old, like, they make sense. It's like, okay, this makes sense. Who makes sense? Just for example. Uh, as far as women. Yeah. Well, Sasha and Bailey made sense. Okay. Aside from their their their, their friend feud over the last two years, which is really stupid, like prior it. to that, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. But Nikki and Alexa is just like, mm, it doesn't make sense. Although the I, I could see Nikki kind of going almost like, you know, turning crazy, like the old Nikki and turning on Alexa. Sure. That that could work, but it's I'd still love that. there's still a lot of women in the locker room that we could have used that could be tag teams as well. It's like there's just not there's 
I, I don't even want to say there's there's not enough. They're just not implementing them, but they're not implementing the women. I got to put you to task here, TK, because I'm thinking off the top of my head that raw women's division is just riddled with injuries and people are inactive. Like what? I know you could do SmackDown too because the championships can go right. to both brands. Both. But what I'm saying is if I'm going to build a legitimate like division on both brands, obviously. You and why aren't we brands. doing all three brands? I thought NXT was included. Yeah, NXT was included, but I, I don't think they went even went. I think they went once. Uh, Boston Hug went for an appearance. They didn't yeah. have a match, so it's hard to tell. Because I'm thinking. And I know Mia, Mia Yim is up for the belt, but she doesn't win the belt. And I've always said this, Bianca, Belair, and Mia Yim would make a great team. Right. Just personality-wise and the way they, they, the way they just carry themselves. I think that would make a great tag team. And I can actually see them holding the belts. I think NXT is just a little too... It's like a separate world. I don't... I, I've always said it feels very much to me like it's... It's college football, and the main roster is the NFL. Oh, mm. cue uh, the sounds. Oh, okay. okay. It's not listening to me. No. I don't know what sound that was. Um, it's like the boo sound. Oh, okay. the boo. So, no, I mean, because I, I agree, we've, we've, we've chatted on NXT about those two. <laughs> Fair. I mean, I thought that this was a Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose layup. For them to be the next champions, because they're always—it seems like they're always active. They're always wrestling. They're always yeah. Pre- that would have been a good one too. As a team to that actually is a really good team. I don't know what else they can do at this point either. They're they're kind of lost, but they're both talents. Yeah, and then they split up Mandy and. I'm just so confused. There's it, it's I don't know what they're doing with sometimes I don't know what they're doing with the women's division. I understand That's that there's fair. injuries, but it's just like. You have individual stories, and I don't know if the women are pushing for this. Yeah. I don't know if the, the writers are pushing for this, but somebody needs to almost take a hard line and say, "Okay, we're gonna do, we're gonna form tag legitimate tag teams within the women's division." And yes, you can go and do a singles match, but this is what we're gonna do for the next upcoming weeks. Else, what's the point of having a tag team belt? Yeah, I know we're kind of light on time, but it's something to be said of how this time a year and a half ago it just seemed everything was going for the women's division with the Mae Young Classic and the belts being made with uh, headline WrestleMania, the tag team division. But now it's it's August and we don't have a Mae Young Classic announcement. We don't know what the tag team division is. Uh, I, I was, is it women's evolution at an end? Well, I mean, they only did it once, and we already saw what the the disaster it was because they were trying to squeeze that in within the what was it the oh evolution the Saudi show yeah the, uh, the Saudi show Evo- evolution that was really squeezed together. May Young was decent, but it wasn't. It was good, but it wasn't big as as big as the first one. But you have to if you're going to start at evolution, you have to continue doing it. Hmm. So they're not having the women's evolution this year. Um, and we're, we haven't heard any announcements about the Mae Young Classic, but I think we're in August, mm-hmm. so we should have already heard yeah, yeah. announcements by now. They're recorded in June and air in September, usually. Yeah, right so um, there's no announcements, but maybe they're going to have it a little bit later and maybe do an inclusive thing where it's Women's Evolution and the Mae Young Classic, which I think they could have done, too, last yeah, year. Yeah, King of the Ring, Queen of the Ring. So um, we, we haven't heard anything, but the way they did it last year was... It was just like, oh, yeah, we have to do something for the women because this is the era that we're in versus this is what we're doing and they can do as much as the men. Final thoughts, Jack? Yeah, I think I don't think the evolution is over. I think it's definitely not at its its booming point. I, I, I've heard I've heard said before on this show, but I, I agree with it that I think that as it started and especially as it went up to WrestleMania, they kind of used up all their fuel. And then after WrestleMania, they kind of okay. Now what? We, they didn't. They, 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 it was very much like the thing with wrestling storytelling versus a lot of others is with movies. Movies end, and you go, yeah, we build up to this, and it's over. Where with wrestling, you always have to have that. Well, then what? 
And I don't think they had a then what. With right. The, yeah, but that's but that that's the that's the issue, right? So you have they didn't necessarily have a plan, but we just watched three hours of Raw, where there's some stuff where it's just like the guys are just aimlessly not doing anything either. So <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna if, if this is a truly a women's evolution, then it shouldn't be the first woman to do whatever. The women should be able to aimlessly do something whatever during mm-hmm. Raw as well. True. Like that's yes. where we should be versus okay, it's women's evolution. Now we have nothing. What yeah. other first can we do? There shouldn't be like after you cross off all the first or anything you can't think of another first, you should just let the women wrestle. I agree. Yes. I would say the most important match this weekend is Candice Ray versus Io Shirai for that reason. It isn't a legend match. It's an untitled match. It's a mid-card women's feud that mm-hmm. just says, look, we're, who's going to be better? You right. Know? That's a real evolution. But uh, moving on, uh, who was trying to kill Roman Reigns? That's a question I have. Uh, last Tuesday on SmackDown, he got almost demolished by a scaffolding. Today he was in the car being like, like called out by Samoa Joe, but someone tried to hit him in his vehicle. Like, well, it can't be Samoa Joe now. Uh, who has Roman name's number? I think it's Baron Corbin. What? This just feels like a Baron Corbin thing. Everything he's doing feels very... Baron Corbin's been off TV. They've let us forget about him a little bit. Yeah. I know that I think a lot of us want a more poppy answer, something more interesting, but I think it's. I just think it's Baron Corbin. It's a very small car for Baron Corbin, though. Little, like, little tiny compact. He doesn't seem as big as he really is, though. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, he's, he's like massive, like just very lanky. I he is for, very lanky. I always forget he's as tall as Braun Strowman. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but because he, he seems tall, but he doesn't seem like he's as tall as Braun Strowman tall. Well, the interwebs are saying Daniel Bryan, the, though. The, the weight. Okay. Uh, Daniel Bryan. Mm. Yeah, the chat does too. Uh, uh, see, big face hundreds to Daniel Bryan. Man, just undo says Bryan did it. <laughs> Zeno Hour said Evan Mack was driving the car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, he's not here. <laughs> I know. And we haven't seen him all last week other than, wait, did we see him on NXT? No, he wasn't. And, and Evan Mack is from Pennsylvania. I'm just saying, we're in Pittsburgh tonight. <laughs> Mack, he Last we saw him was on Raw. That's yeah. true. But it wasn't him, it's the evil. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's not even talk about For that. For sure. <laughs> Props for Samoa Joe for showing some sort of compassion, though, which I did think. I think it was awesome, and it was still in character, even though he was so mad at the same time that mm-hmm. that conflict there. It's like yeah. a cousin. It's like the cousin you hate, but you have to like because they're still family. And you're like, are you okay? Yeah, that's what happened. But I'll show. kick you. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It, it, I think it added weight to the moment that even someone like a Samoa Joe is not being like good or whatever. That he was like, hey, help. You yeah. Know? Um, but I do wish we could give Samoa Joe like a list of things that sound really nice to say, but have him say them in a scary Samoa Joe way to see just how just how scary he can be. I think I can't, he pull it off. I love kittens and sweaters, and, but say it like Samoa jokes. I think that would still sound terrifying. When I he care says about it. you. <laughs> that would be disturbing. That's like a nice Instagram post. Right. That, that, see that idea? See, w, look. I know you've been stealing our ideas here and there. That one's a really good one. Well, that yeah. that one's for free. That one's for. Why? Give away boudoirs. Give away free advice. Give away free advice. Oh man! Uh, Brock Lesnar comes out because he has a match on Sunday and gets a very hobbly wobbly Seth Rollins proceeds to, as we say here on the show, beat the brakes off Seth. Sunday. Yeah, there you go. My boy. <laughs> yeah, that's your boy? Uh, yeah. I'm a broccoli. <laughs> All right. Who- <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> who wins Sunday and how, Jack? Broccoli, how? Brock. How? Brock how does he win on Sunday? With, with four F5s. 
Four. It's, that's four, the over under. Four F five. Wow, that is the most boring way. You have to count how many finishing moves he has to put away Seth Rollins, who's already yeah. hobbling. Yeah, four, well, I mean, he would be able to do it in one, but he's gonna do. Sure. He's gonna do four. Well, he's gonna do three. Well, on the third one, he's gonna get reversed. Okay. But then he's gonna get through it, and on the fourth one, he's gonna finish it. Oh, oh. my gosh! Just like like we were talking about. <laughs> it's it's Jim. <gym>, yeah. <laughs> he's a rock. Look like Jesus, and you're like on the fourth finishing <laughs> move. <laughs> Because he kind of did look like yeah. Jesus, and it kind of seemed like he was about to, like, right before they hang him on the cross, the, the, the promo he did just sounded like, you know, my father is just giving the lot. It's just, anyways. Um, <laughs> you have to be there. Yeah, um, but, yeah, I, I honestly think that's what's going to happen as well. Because I think Brock is going to be in it for a long haul, like he is as per usual. Okay, so mm-hmm. if, if Seth loses on Sunday, he goes to the back of the line, Jack? No. I I think so. not back of the line. I think he'll probably kind of do like a Baron Corbin right now, where he's off TV for a minute. Yeah, and then I'd like to see him come back with a something a little different. He's gotten pretty stale, I think. Seth or Brock? Uh, Seth. So I just want to make sure that okay. Yeah, yeah. Brock's not stale. Whatever. Brock's, <laughs> <laughs> no, but he. Uh, um, no, but I, I think we need Seth off TV for a minute, and then ideally have him come back with something a little more interesting than. I'm a good wrestler, and I'm going to fight all the time. Yeah. Or maybe he and Becky are going to go on vacation. They haven't been on vacation in a minute. Aww. Because they're boyfriend and girlfriend. It's hit every single week. Yeah, if you guys didn't know. Right. They're together. They do CrossFit together. together. They wrestle together. They drive together. (laughs) Do you know who's together? Marie and Mike Kanellis. They go to the OPGYN where Mike Kanellis becomes 24-7 champion. By, by hugging, hug pinning his wife, which we were asking this last week, how exactly someone get the belt off him? He Somebody, didn't. Did Jim say that? I, he said Somebody like said something, something like something that. like like after hours, kind of like you know, someone climbs up and Maria. But, yeah, that uh, sounds about right. That sounds much like right for Jim. And, and somehow R Truth gets it back, right? He rolls him up. So we thought this was a chapter two, twenty four seven title, but R Truth is still in the mix. Is it still entertaining? Uh the the baby was R Truth makes it entertaining. Sure. His personality, how he does it, it's 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 stale, but he makes it entertaining. I do. I wish he would have did it next week. Like they don't. So what? I don't. I don't know. It's entertaining, but it's just like it. It goes away for a little while. I wouldn't miss it. Yeah, I was really enjoying this uh, Maria Champion run. Run, I guess we'll call it, because she was being such a good heel. She was being so obnoxious and mm-hmm. so annoying. Uh, I was really excited to see how she loses the title, and I thought it was a new, as, as you had mentioned before, like a second chapter to the the twenty four seven title. Right. Um, I, I agree, our truth is totally selling it, but I thought that would be kind of a good way to go for a little bit to give maybe our truth being Some, the champ a break, yeah. and maybe or maybe even give him something to chase instead of just getting it back again. Right. Um, I do like that Mike had it for just a second before losing it, because I do love how he's such a he's such a loser as a character. Yeah. You know, like his, his character, it, it never goes well for him. And I, it's he's, it's so funny how I'm starting to feel so sympathetic for this poor guy. You like just, him. Just now you're feeling sympathetic like, for him? I, well, because, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't know what to think at first. When the, when the whole thing started on Raw, uh, I was, it was just very cringy. Yeah, it was. I was like, I was like yeah. But now I'm very. I'm like, come on, Mike, you can do it. You can. So she's you can. been busting his balls since they came back. Like at least at least two years. Absolutely, at Absolutely. least two years. So, uh, can I say you're a Mike Kanellis fan? Is that is that too bold uh, to uh, say that? Probably a little too too bold to <laughs> okay. say. That. I'm not buying any stock in Mike Kanellis <laughs> just yet. Yeah, why isn't Carmella winning it? Why is she always like 
on her, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's won the belt before, not 24-7 belt, but she's won the, the women's championship belt before. Why isn't she chasing that? Like, I understand you helping our truth and he's your friend. Yeah. But it's just kind of like, then why when our truth share? Or, like, sure. Hey, we can share. We can go back and forth. As much as I like Carmella, she's really benefited from from our truth having it and being like, I'm with our truth. But you're right. She does have a right to have that title belt. How, how far along is Maria? Because she, she's really, is she really pregnant? Yeah. She is. How far, like, how long until she has the baby? Like, I think five months, four to five months. Oh, that's now. a little bit of a, yeah. that's a little bit of a wait. Then. I was gonna say it'd be great <laughs> if she had it until afterwards, and then you have Carmela be the one to corner her, and now all this trash talking she'd been doing for months, she yeah. has to face up to go for roll up. Uh, yeah, but uh, I'm sure but that's too out that's too long. I that, that drag on too long if it's five months. Yeah, I was actually gonna to talk about this match really quick because. Uh, it was interesting to me. So, the New Day takes on the OC, or, yeah, the OC, and it becomes a six-man tag uh, with AJ and Ricochet getting the mix. Um, so, Jack, I know your favorite wrestler of all time is, uh, what's his name? Lance Storm. No. <laughs> Luke Gallows. <laughs> no, yeah, we all with this all the time, because I think everyone gets one person on the roster they can't stand, minus Chad Gable, but for some reason, Gallows Chad is the guy. Chad Gable's, like, barely on, not even, when's the last time we saw Chad Gable? That's Why are you going to hate a man that's not even on that's TV? That's the one I pick. That's the one I'm, I'm rolling for the end of time. Oh uh, what's wrong with Gallows, Jack? <laughs> I just, I don't, he's a dork. He's just... He has I, a face paint now. He just, I don't, he's supposed to be the big, scary enforcer of the OC, right? and he just... He looks like a nerd. He doesn't seem intimidating to me. I don't know if it's because he's been beaten so many times. I don't know if it's just the way he looks or he carries himself. I just do not believe him as a tough, scary, badass guy. He just seems like a he seems like a dork. He seems like the big nerdy guy that no one wants to hang out with. <laughs> okay. Uh, TK, the crowd doesn't seem too into the OC as the new iteration. What do you think about the group itself? I'm not feeling it. Mm. I feel like they... Uh... I, they have to try. Like I've said, uh, I think a couple weeks ago, if you watch, actually, if you watch the YouTube channel, they actually cut it out. So we do little clips from the show. But um, if you saw a couple weeks ago, it's like they do this show every single week for years upon years. We're on year twenty five, so it's just kind of like you have to try something, and you can't try it in the background and then like expect to be a finished product outside. They have to try something different right. because it will get stale. Right. So um, I'm not feeling it, but maybe they'll make some tweaks that we will start feeling it. But at this moment, I'm like, mm, not not for it. So the group collectively also, not the fact that AJ is a heel, could be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so you wouldn't buy their merch. Totally understand. No. Well, I, I already told you, I have like three shirts. I have Naomi's shirt, they have the Uso shirt, and I think I have John Cena's shirt. I oh, get, Bullet I, Club. That's all the shirts I have. You, got, you have a club, but not the OC. I love it. It does feel like it's just <laughs> leaning on. Oh, and um, NWA. NWO. The NWA or NWO? Actually, both. Yeah, the NWA and NWO shirts. Yes. So yeah, like five, like six. Yeah. That's not three. Well, yeah, no. I, that's because Xbox. It feels like <laughs> the only thing that's holding the, the OC together, other than AJ being amazing, is that it has a history in Japan. If, if you were to take away that backstory that isn't even able to play out on actual WWE, no one cares. Out? I mean, they should. They, I think we could go back and do hindsight booking about mm-hmm. it and what they could have done, but... Here in 2019, with just what we have today, it it feels like it's it feels like it's unnecessary. I don't, it feels uninteresting. To Actually, me. I think they did talk about it when like they they were all on either Raw and SmackDown together. They did mention it, but it's almost like they took a break for maybe like half a year to a year, like them separated. They can mention it again because 
the whole goal for any TV show is to get new viewers. Mm-hmm. So why not explore that storyline? It's not like um, wrestling in Japan is direct competition from WWE. So like, why not do that angle? Because people only know that angle if you're a true wrestling fan, sure, or if you're fans of you know the Bullet Club. So it's just like I don't know. Well, I, I as as Flobo said, I am a late period WCW super <laughs> fan, true. and so I am a massive NWO fan. And Bullet Club is essentially, I would say, an echo of the NWO. Ooh. And so if they were to do a real like Bullet Club or a club Josh. thing where they're adding tons and tons. Of people, I'd be into it. <laughs> Two? Wow. You know, J- Jim, it's it's not you, it's the seat. I think that's the problem. <laughs> Moving on, it's now time for my favorite part of the show. It's now time for TK's Boudoir. Did we get that clip, girl? I think, uh, oh yeah, we're gonna get the. Thanks, Dylan, for the clip. Shout out Dylan Matthews, y'all. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. This is actually Fifty Shades of TK. Nah, it's Fifty Shades of something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my gosh. Well, shout out to Dylan for creating this. It was, it was quite interesting. Uh, quite a highlight to my Thursday. Um, Did you get him a promo code for Center In? Well, yes, I'm going to get to that. TK's Boudoir. You should get him a promo code. Uh, who, Dylan? Yeah. Put the work in. Yeah, Dylan, Dylan's been promo code. Alright, cool. cool. Uh, so, <laughs> TK's Boudoir is brought to you by Centering uh, Skin Care and Candles. If you want any uh, cocoa butter, body scrubs, all that good stuff, you can go to centeringcompany.com, put in the promo code AFTERBUZZTV and you get a discount off. So, courtesy from me to you. And today's Boudoir is a former AFTERBUZZER, Selena Vega. Okay. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. What? She's very good at what she does on screen with Andrade being a business manager. Oh, that, yeah, and she, yeah. Was you are totally insinuating different. my yes. That's, I feel offended. Go on. I was going to say, I agree. I liked her glitter outfit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, broccoli. Um, this, is why, okay. this is why I don't have a, a, a boudoir. <laughs> right. And I think new boudoir members, I have. I don't think I've ever put them in. Let's uh, throw in the New Day. What? The yeah. New Day has never been the boudoir. No. I feel like they should have been. Why? Because they're black? No, because you like them. You talk about them a lot. Like you talk about the Usos a lot. Why are you putting race into it, TK? You're making it all weird. <laughs> I think it's really easy to say it to you. Take it to race all this. Yeah, no, but I mean, they've they've grown a lot. And actually, we were talking about like, Xavier, and I don't know, maybe Bosa or somebody could ser- shirt, um, shoot search through everything. Um, if there is a deal with the whole up, up, down, down, and yeah, yeah. him being sponsored by um, game companies, because you remember like last weekend one kid, I think he was like 13 or something, won $3 million mm-hmm. for Fortnite. So I'm just more curious. But shout out to all of them uh, and their evolution. Shout out to Dylan Matthews who says the chat is putting TK Trinidad in the boudoir, which is kind of like a <laughs> recursive thing, because if it's TK's boudoir, shouldn't you be well, it all I mean, the time? it is my birth best. You can't have holidays all year round about your birthday. That That is Evans. So my birth season technically just finished. How long the birth season? It was six weeks. Longer than Coachella. Yeah, on. but my I injured my calf muscle. For you guys who aren't following me, I didn't really put it out there like that. But I injured my calf, so I wasn't able to literally walk for like a week and a half. And I still kind of... You so know, you missed it. The so end. I kind of missed it at the end. The end. So mm-hmm. um, I'm having a pool party next week. And then I have another event after that. So it's like a birth fest. I don't know why Just you're surprised show. by this, Flo, but I take work off for her, her birth <laughs> for season. S- for what? You... 
I, I mean, like it's, a, it's, a, it's a horror. Were, you guys yeah. were living wise like little game characters. You guys are awesome. Uh, moving on, Becky Lynch uh, <laughs> made news this week being the first ever female cover artist for WWE 2K20. Wait, first ever female? Yeah, isn't Ron wasn't Ronda on it last year? No, she was a special edition. They get to buy extra like pack oh. down. She's the first ever like regular edition female cover artist with Roman Reigns in the background. Uh, mm. Semi little bit of controversy because you had two artists for the first time, uh, one of them being Roman Reigns. But Charlotte Becky Lynch is doing a thing, uh, mm-hmm. uh, another step I guess in the evolution we we're talking about earlier. But speaking of Becky, she teams up with Charlotte today and takes on uh, Trish Stratus and Natalia, which was a Canadian really- sensation. Sorry. Which was a really odd pairing. I thought, <laughs> what does that even mean? Why is that an odd? Wait, who's the odd pairing? It was an odd pairing because Becky Lynch and Charlotte don't see quite eye to eye oh, yeah. usually. And Natalia and Tristratus are both legends, kind of. But we didn't know how if Natalia was the face in this match against Becky on Sunday or she was a heel. Uh, but Tristratus definitely is the face. So they were put together in a team. And we well, was, we know why they were paired together because they're Canadian and they've been friends forever. True. Uh, that's, that, that's true. Uh, yeah. Well, we saw Natalia not breaking the hold, uh, getting disqualified, so she's definitely established she's a bad person. Mm-hmm. But Trish Stratus making the safe. Does that make the man look weak, though? No. She's been put over for so... She's been doing so well for so long. I, I think she's fine. I, I think um, Natty's doing an amazing job in this whole thing. I, when this whole like feud started, I was like, eh, whatever. She's just getting thrown to Becky to mm-hmm. get destroyed. But I absolutely believe her as a threat. Yeah. After this time, she's done an amazing job getting built up. And this might be her exit, too. Like, this might be her last legitimate time of actually um, having opportunity to get the belt and mm-hmm. or getting the belt. And if you get it in Canada, I mean, I and I know, I think Evan was here where, I think it might have been last week, or I don't know, I don't know, one of these weeks, yeah. where he's saying it's, it's rare that somebody wins in their hometown, but... Um, Naomi won in her hometown, Orlando. She did. So... It's just kind of like, why not? Uh, second question I have for you guys, then. Can Trish Stratus still hang? Does it matter? It does. I mean, I think a lot of times with Legends, we always wonder if they, if they still got it. But they still bring it. the Legends back. Like, we've seen so, and I'm not going to name names, but we've seen yeah. so many decrepit Legends <laughs> hobbling around, attempting to do something. Like, it's one thing when you have the anniversary, but it's another thing when you legitimately bring them back and you know they can't go. I got and, ripped apart for Goldberg 30 minutes <laughs> yeah, ago. I know. Right? And <laughs> right, it's Trish status, though. I don't know. I got, I got Trish status, yeah, okay. No, but, that, but that's why I'm saying it's like you it, you can't like she can go if you're here's the argument okay if you're gonna bring back old folks then why not bring back Trish Jadis, who's also a legend I, I, I don't prefer yeah. it I think there's yeah. plenty of people in the locker room but again if it's a woman's evolution if you're bringing back men why can't you bring back oh, women okay. as well? I, I think it's a different issue for I guess I'm sticking within the women's division for example I personally think Trish Jadis can still hang at Royal Rumble this year, uh, Maria Canales was in the ring and she could not hang. And that's well, within that I division. Mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's a woman many, thing versus man thing. I'm just saying, do you think Trish Stratus as an individual can still compete? Yes. Well, I don't even want to, she's pregnant. I don't even want to say anything bad about her. Fair, but, fair, fair, fair. I mean, come on. The, the skill skill levels between yeah. the two. I ask questions. Is very, is very she's obvious. on a different level. Exactly. Yeah, sure. That was my point. And I would say, in, in all fairness, TK, to the, the comparison to Goldberg, I think the difference with uh, Trish is she's likely putting over Charlotte as opposed to Goldberg likely going over. Yeah, Ziggler but do we need, do we need either of them to to enter in the ring anyway? 
We don't need him, but I think it's still fun to see. I, I like to see Trish Stratus again. Well, it's been yeah. a minute since I, I, I obviously, for obvious reasons, like to see Trish because I'm always like Canadians. But Fair. Um, it's true. so it's very biased. But I, I, we haven't seen her in a, in a while, so I do like the fact that they're bringing her back because we did see her last year. So you know, maybe this is going to be a build up to some other women's things that they're going to have, or maybe it's just like Trish is like, I, my kids are a little bit older now, and I can just come whenever you need me. Sometimes. Oh, it's all good times. Uh, real quick matches that uh, we had uh, your boy Andrade going over Rey Mysterio and uh, the Viking Raiders over two guys I don't remember. Jay Alexander and Eric Abraham. Um, tonight's matchup between Cedric Alexander and Drew McIntyre had Kurt Angle as a special guest referee. Uh, the match went to a no contest when The Fiend appeared and attacked Kurt Angle. Uh, well, even though The Fiend has a match with Finn Balor, it seems that he's gone after Angle, Balor, Foley, is there a pattern? Maybe here? he's going after Roman Reigns too. Possibility. Is there a pattern? And what will that pattern be? It seems like he's attacking a lot of outside of uh, Finn. He's attacking legends. But I think right now, I don't think there's a pattern. I don't think there's really a pattern. I think it's they know that he can get heat by attacking Kurt Angle in his hometown. And they can and he'll get heat by attacking McFoley and those are guys that can be on on the shelf without really losing anybody. Mm-hmm. So not like a legend killer thing. You don't think? Uh, I think maybe it's like a cleansing thing. Like he wants to cleanse the like almost what Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler tried to do at one point mm-hmm. when they were together, but they just didn't do it successfully. But he can like do do that where it's just like he's a split. It's a split personality and one personality because. A lot of people, and this is going to get really dark really quick, but a lot of people who almost do like um, mass murders and stuff like that, they're, they, they think they're actually doing it to help, or let's not go there, Thanos. He actually thought he okay. was actually doing it to help help the planet. Sure. The villains think they're the heroes. Right. So why can't we use that concept? Because I was going to go super dark and we don't want to do I, that. I understand it because I know there was a couple of weeks when he had that pyramid with Finn. He was like, oh, you know, you hurt me, Finn. And the whole, like, you know, funny, fun house thing. Right. And now we're seeing the Finn action. I thought it was kind of weird he was using the mandible claw. I don't know if that was his actual move or just trying to do the whole, like, Mega Man, like, I took... Mick Foley's finishing move and using somebody else kind of a thing. I'm not sure if that's part of a thing. I, but. I wonder if that's part of his... This is gross, but it let me in and he's sticking his hand in their mouth. Mm. Oh, that will work. That would be gross. Not uh, totally would it's, work. It's, it's kind of weird, but I, I actually thought the reason he did it to Mick and maybe the reason he's doing it to Kurt Angle is just because they don't want to take a Sister Abigail. Mm. Like, just for... I, I mean, I don't know what kind of health situation they're in, but sure. maybe they're just like, yeah, I don't want to do that as yeah. opposed to just... You know, uh, I don't think be- so. They both seem like they're committed to the to the sport that they would do it. Yeah, I mean, Kurt Angle's case. I mean, he lost to Baron Corbin, comes back and gets a a, a finger in his mouth in Pittsburgh. No, I, I meant more like like maybe I don't know what like I said what health condition Mick Foley's in, for instance. Like maybe it's like no, for health reasons I don't want to do it because my mm. neck is all banged up or something. Sure. Um, and so maybe that's like a safer way because he didn't do it to Finn. He mm-hmm. did the sister Abigail to Finn, um, but I don't know. Maybe he's just taking the move. Uh, it's a cool. I think it's a cool move for someone like him to have because it's a creepy, gross move. Ugh. Right. So gross. There's certain like, things that where it's like I can never be a wrestler. No, <laughs> that's one of them. It's like mm, no thanks. Yeah. yeah, knife edge chops, falling on my back, hitting I, the ropes. I, couldn't do it. Could <laughs> hitting the ropes. Do any of it. <laughs> Walk to the ring, I can't do it. Uh, six days away from my favorite night of the year, SummerSlam. Let's go to the card real quick and just do some quick predictions. Uh, Brock Lesnar takes on Seth Rollins uh, for the Universal Championship. Becky Lynch takes on Italia for the Raw Women's Championship. Bailey takes on Ember Moon for the SmackDown Women's Championship.
Championship. Uh, Kofi Kingston gets Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. Kevin Owens against Shane McMahon. If Kevin Owens Again. loses, he has to quit or, or be fired or he quits. I feel like he, we've done, didn't we do that when um, Shane jumped off the the cage like a year or two ago and it was like a quit match too? Uh, I think that was against the Miz at WrestleMania, the the oh. False Call Anywhere match. Mm. We jumped off the scaffolding. Uh, Undertaker at WrestleMania. No, I swear it was against KO. Uh, okay. Well, Bosa, well, anyways, Finn, it's too late for that. But. Finn Balor takes on Bray Wyatt, uh, the Fiend, I guess. The mm-hmm. Fiend will appear. Uh, AJ Styles takes on Ricochet for the United States Championship. Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. That is official. And Trish Stratus against Charlotte Flair. So, any predictions of who you think is going to come on top here? Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt were supposed to go against each other, but I think Bray. Bray had gotten sick. Something happened. And then Finn ended up going against AJ. So this Finn and Bray thing, if Finn comes out in the full Balor, like, makeup and everything, and um, Bray does that, that might be a really, really good match. Am I still a show? Yeah. He did it last SummerSlam. Yeah. uh, The Demon. Yeah. But he didn't, him and Bray, I don't think him and Bray ever actually got together because Bray has been out for such a long time. Yeah, he has. Uh, Jack, uh, for you, any kind of match just ends up by still the show for you? Oh, obviously Ricochet and AJ Styles, I think, is going to just tear down. I I feel real bad for whoever's following them. I think they're going to tear down. I have no idea who's going to win that one because mm-hmm. um, I don't know where either of them go if they lose. And I think it, I, I think that's going to be the show-stealing moment of the night. And I think that Ricochet could be a, a made man after that match. Well, bold claims. I know he's been in the mix for a long time, but he doesn't need that one match to put him like put him in that stratosphere. He also needs Mike skills. I mean, I, yeah, I mean I, that's true. He can't knock that at all. Um, I am actually most curious about that Bailey match, even though I, I don't know. Those who watch the show, I'm a big Bailey fan, but just Ember Moon's quick rise from being someone who like couldn't handle Mandy Rose being in pushed into this main event scene. I know she's a capable performer, but I almost felt like her SmackDown tenure has has been a discredit to that. Uh, now will be the chance to show can she really hang with the girls in that division. Yeah, I mean, all we really need is a good match from from Ember Moon. Like she came, she came out of NXT and she came. She had an amazing match with, uh, I believe, Oscar a couple of years ago. I remember I saw yep. them in Brooklyn. She came out of NXT and everybody was excited because she came with so much vigor, like they all do. And they just had nothing for her. And we've just seen her partner with random people, and we just didn't know what her direction is. And I still think we don't know what her direction is. No, I don't get it. However, if she gives a really great match, that might. Um, have some onlookers who maybe just watch the pay-per-view, they're like more casual fans, actually pay more attention to her, which is what she probably needs. Yeah. Uh, That I found the contacts, but that's very, very uh, superficial on my part. What contacts? The contacts. She wears the orange contacts. Uh She screams in the show. She's been wearing the contacts. I still don't like it. I don't... I'm not a fan of it. It's because she she acts totally different backstage. It's my biggest wrestling pet peeve. She's like reading books and playing video games, then she comes out and she's like, rawr! Yeah, it's true. She's getting the hype in. Okay. It's just no different than an introverted athlete. They're like on stage and I, then they get outside and they're like, oh my God, I'm going to kill everybody. She's a werewolf. I feel like if the Usos were at like the line of Jack in a Box, they'd be like, lockdown, penitentiary. Like, they'll be a character the entire time. But for Ember yeah. Moon, I don't yeah, quite see that. Yeah, but that's their personality. Like, this is, I think, the different. This is a whole rabbit hole as far as like characteristics and personalities. It's like in between introverts and extroverts. Like, extroverts have an uh, easier time. They'll have an easier time being wrestlers because they've been doing this all their lives. Sure. Whereas somebody who's an introvert who loves wrestling, but naturally they don't like being around people and they're not this boisterous, it's going to be a little bit more difficult for them. So, you know, I'm, I'm willing to bet yeah. Ever Moon from the stuff I've seen on her social media, she's not that. 
you know, in your face, let's party all the time type girl. So she's going to have to figure it out. And it takes some time to actually figure out who your true personality is in front of a big audience. That's a good point. Valid point. Thank you so much for checking out this edition of the Money Right After Show. But before we get out of here, where can the world find you on the internet, Jack Farmer? Yeah, you can find me at jackcfarmer.com if you're looking for a host, DJ, or MC for live events. I'm also at Real Jack Farmer on all social media. So if you want to go ahead and check me out there as well. I'm also going to be on the After Buzz SummerSlam edition. Uh, this Sunday, uh, August 11th. Oh, you got invited to that. Oh, cool. My name is TK Trinidad. You can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. You can also go to the website, tktrinidad.com. There's going to be updates of a lot of different things. Um, as well, I'm really excited. There's going to be three new shows coming out this year, at the end of this month. So be on the lookout for that. That's all going to be de- debuting on tktrinidad.com. And also, if you want your skincare stuff, you can go to centerincompany.com. Thanks, guys. Wow. Uh, Afflo Voice on Twitter, Aflobito on Instagram, and Flobito.com. I, along with the man Jack Farmer, this Sunday, SummerSlam oh, after show. I got invited. I'm, I'm there. I mean, you're not there, but I'm going to be there. It's going to be amazing. But until next time, buzz you later. would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.